Hi, everyone, and thanks for listening. This is the Collective Health and Wellness Podcast with Amen and Kat. We have a team of fitness and wellness coaches dedicated to helping you become a healthier, more productive version of yourself. Our mission is to provide you with information and opportunities to maintain a healthy lifestyle forever. Join us as we dive into our four pillars of health and wellness and give you ways to incorporate healthy, sustainable habits to last a lifetime. Uh, Welcome back to the Collective Health and Wellness Podcast. This is, I believe, episode six. Um, And uh, it's just me this week. Um, Kat is still busy getting her gym ready. It should be ready. I think she opens on February 1st. Um, The the topic for today, it's in the frozen, okay. The topic for today is, Sleep, but it's it's pretty particular as it uh, pertains to sleep, and it's actually setting yourself up to get some quality sleep uh, at night, not the actual act of sleeping. Um, and I kind of broken up into into a number of different categories uh, with the realization that you know what works for one person isn't going to work for everybody. Um, we're all individual humans. We all have our own. Um, like quirks, I guess you could say. Um, but there are a few like consistent trend lines through a lot of uh, the sleep stuff. Um, so without any further ado, I guess we could probably start digging into it. Um, so there's some uh, pretty important things uh, to cover just as it relates to sleep overall. Um, there are four phases of sleep. Uh, the first one is awake. The second one is light sleep. The third one is um, REM sleep. And the fourth one is uh, deep sleep. And they go in order of um, like how deep you are in sleep. And typically every night you cycle through those four and you get a good uh, three or four cycles uh, in a six to eight hour sleep window, which is the, uh, the recommended um sleep parameter anything less than that um, is typically um not beneficial uh, and anything more than that um is somewhat counterproductive um so yeah that's that's kind of like the uh, the general feeling of it all and awake doesn't necessarily mean awake it just means at the uh, the highest level of of sleep meaning that like you're kind of in that like weird conscious position. Uh, REM sleep is where we dream and deep sleep um, is kind of like when, when you're down, right? Um, and those are the two most reparative stages of sleep that we have both physically and psychologically. So if we aren't able to pass through those cycles uh, multiple times at night, we're not getting the recovery that we need. Um, there's two other numbers that we need to consider. And the first one is your resting heart rate. And the second one is your heart rate variability. Um, your resting heart rate is um, in, a, in a healthy adult male, at least, um, it's usually in the high 40s to low 50s. And that is just your, your beats per minute, um, how fast your heart is beating. Um, and uh, for women, it's, it's not that far off uh, of that. It's slightly higher, but but not by much, only because women tend to have a smaller heart, it has nothing to do with 
men versus women it has to do with actual anatomy. Um, and your heart rate variability is um, how your heart rate changes um, as it goes through your sleep cycles. So the up and down of your, your heart rate uh, throughout the course of sleep. Um, you know, that, that is an individual number. Um, it, it can be, there's, there's nothing really consistent about it across uh, all humans, aside from that, you don't want your variability to be super high one day and then super low the next day. You want that variability to be within a margin of error. Um, so there's just some like overarching themes as it relates to sleep and, and some of the numbers that we can pay attention to. I can see I'm wearing a whoop here. Um, and this does a great job of tracking sleep as well as activity, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I'm going to break this up into, into two separate kind of like entities here. The first one being things you can do to set up for success for um, a restful night of sleep throughout your day. And the second one is, is like your room setup um, or the things that you can do to somewhat downregulate and get yourself into a, a sleepy state. Um, so as we've talked about the four pillars, they all kind of are intertwined with each other. Um, one of the most powerful ones as it relates to sleep is your nutrition. Um, and I think your nutrition is kind of the base of, of everything across all parameters. Um, but they definitely all play with each other and, and interact. You know, if you're, if you're exercising, you're sleeping well, and your, your mental health is on on point, typically you're eating a lot better and a lot more healthy um, than if you're stressed out all the time and you're not exercising. Um, you know, you typically eat like crap and then your sleep goes to crap and et cetera, et cetera. So um, the first thing is, is uh, eating well and enough food. Um, I think enough food needs to come up, kind of be in like air quotes because that's not, that's not saying, um, it's not always eating too much. Sometimes it's eating too little. Um, so every human has their kind of like, it's called their um, uh, total daily energy expenditure. And there's, there's a number of calculators out there. Um, I can probably have, have cat put one in the show notes. Um, there's a number of calculators out there that will actually tell you what your energy expenditure is for the day. Um, obviously within some like margin of error there. Um, and then we just kind of tune it in. Um, so believe it or not, I think most people, uh, the majority of people, if they're exercising and they're, um, and, and they're kind of like following like a healthy lifestyle are typically under eating. Um, if they're not exercising and they're following a not so healthy lifestyle, typically they are overeating from a caloric standpoint. And typically it's a lot higher in uh, carbohydrates, refined carbohydrates and fat than it is in protein. Um, and you know, protein isn't the end all be all. I think from an energy expenditure standpoint, we need carbohydrates and fat, uh, but the protein is the, the building block and it, it does help with, uh, protein synthesis does help with hormone production and hormone release, uh, while you're sleeping. So that is, uh, a, another important aspect of sleep. Um, so eating, well and eating the right amount, not too little, not too much, um, is incredibly important. 
Um, following that 80-20 principle I always talk about, um, you know, 80% of the time we should be eating whole foods, uh, organic grass-fed meats as best we can, um, nuts and seeds, uh, some fruit, a little starch, no sugar. That's a that's the, the CrossFit prescription is uh, uh, eat meat and vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little starch, um, no sugar. Those are kind of the, the, the overarching theme of uh, nutrition as it relates to um, the sport that I participate in. But it, it's, a good, it's a good prescription for nutrition for people that are trying to dial in uh, their things. It's simple, right? Simple, that doesn't mean it's easy. Simple is not easy all the time. Um, but at least that gives you a, a parameter uh, to operate within. Um, every meal should have some form of a colorful fruit or vegetable. Um, you know, and that doesn't mean that like you're eating, uh, strawberries and cream oatmeal for breakfast. You're like, there's strawberries in it. They're colorful. Um, that's actually like, like whole fruits and vegetables, uh, whether they are raw or cooked, um, typically not from a can. Um, I would definitely be walking the aisles uh, picking up the fresh stuff over the canned stuff. Um, so that's kind of what I mean by eat well and eat enough. Um, like I said, Kat will put the, uh, the calculator for the TDE, uh, total daily energy expenditure in the show notes. Um, and you can kind of head in there and it asks you about activity level and ask you about, um, you know, consistency and things like that. So it's individual for every human being. Um, the next thing is to help aid in your sleep. And once again, this has to do with hormone production and release is exercising at least 30 minutes per day. Uh, and that is moving your body and working up a little bit of a sweat. Um, you don't have to be dripping in a puddle of sweat on the floor, wondering what you've done with your life. Although that doesn't, um, there's no detriment there necessarily. Um, uh, we can go down a rabbit hole with that as well, overtraining. Um, but um, exercise is an integral part of hormone production and release. Um, those feel good endorphins that we get when we hit like a certain point of, the, of a workout runner's high, some people might call it, um, is incredibly important in, uh, making sure that our, um, it, it's like, almost like if you don't use it, you lose it kind of thing. Um, and you forget how to, your body adapts to not having those, uh, hormones released at the right times, um, that can cause all kinds of like, like metabolic issues top to bottom. Um, you know, there, there's a number of studies out there that, that relate, um, high refined carbohydrate diets and low, uh, exercise, uh, reported exercise, uh, directly linked to certain cancers, for instance. Um, so, you know, being able to work, uh, the increase of the effects of something like, uh, SARS-CoV-2, uh, which we're still going through right now. Um, there was an article that came out not long ago, a uh, couple, a uh, couple days ago talking about, um, how exercise people who exercise actually have a lower occurrence of the, the side effects of, of catching, uh, uh COVID. So, um, and the last piece that you can do to set your day up for success, uh, for sleep for that night 
is making sure that you have a consistent within like a 30 minute window time that you go to bed and time that you wake up every single day. Doesn't matter if it's the weekend or anything like that. And obviously, you know, if you've just, just if you sleep in, that's totally fine. Just remember that there is no making up sleep. That is a use it or lose it kind of thing. Um, so if you, you know, if you go to bed late and you have to wake up early, you're not going to make that sleep up ever. Um, it takes you a little while to like get your body reacclimated to a normal sleep schedule. And you might feel a little bit more recovered uh, as the days go on, but, but that sleep is gone at that point. Um, so setting those consistent times. Um, and I, I'm, I'm not always great at this. I have two kids. Uh, sometimes they wake me up in the middle of the night. Sometimes my boy wakes me up a little bit too early in the morning. <coughs> so it's usually within that 30 minute window. I, I give myself a little bit of grace there. Uh, okay. Into the fun stuff. So this is some of the stuff that I would recommend if you want to set like your sleeping space up for success. Um, I'm just realizing that my eyes are like red right now and I'm probably not like the, the exact person that you should be talking to sleep about, but, um, I, I assure you that I'm, uh, I'm, I'm fully rested from last night. Um, so this is a hard one for a lot of people. Um, and a lot of these are actually pretty difficult for a lot of people because they're used to it's sleep is like food and that like it's therapeutic. Right. Um, so it's one of those things. It's like, this is the way I've always done it. I'm not going to rock the boat and try and change things. Um, but if I would encourage you to do anything, I would encourage you to, to like try and change one thing about your sleep and see how, if, if you want to sleep better, if you want to see if you have, you can sleep better, um, see how your body reacts to that. Right. And how, how much more rest or less rest or not, no change at all. You, you see, um, be your own experiment. Um, so, uh, not having a, a TV in the bedroom is a, is a big, uh, thing for increasing your ability to recover through your sleep. Um, so a lot of people will have a TV in the bedroom and they're like, I fall asleep to, to the television. I get that. I do. Um, you know, I fall asleep on the couch before many times. Um, I used to have a TV in my bedroom when I was younger. Um, but when I met my wife, we, we don't have a TV in the bedroom. It's just not something that we do. I don't watch a lot of TV anyway, but, um, the bedroom is, is really for two things and two things only one is sleep. Uh, and I think you guys can guess what the other one is. Um, and that's it. Um, there shouldn't be, you know, um, spending a ton of time in the bed watching television, uh, specifically because of blue light and um it kind of like changes the the brain chemistry as it associates to what that bedroom is for um the next thing is the temperature of the room the actual like physical ambient temperature of the room um i've talked about this a number of times before in uh a number of the newsletters that i've sent out but the temperature of your room should be something that you wouldn't want to sleep without covers on. Um, cool enough that you wouldn't want to sleep without covers on. Um, typically somewhere between 63 and 66 degrees uh, Fahrenheit. 
um, is about where people should be sleeping. Some people can tolerate a little bit colder. Um, some people might need to be a little bit warm, but I wouldn't go over like a 67. Um, I think that's, I think we start getting uh, into the, the world of heat at that point. Um, you know, so setting that temperature helps to kind of like downregulate your body into a, a state of stasis. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to add covers if you're cold uh, than it is to take off layers to a certain point if you're too hot. Um, you know, I found that if I am too hot, um, I immediately just want to like get out of my skin. Um, you know, and maybe that's something that I've just developed over time. Uh, I don't know, but, uh, I sleep with the, the temperature in our house around 63 to 64 degrees. Um, you know, does serve some, some cold mornings. Uh, fortunately I have a smart learning thermostat and it has learned that I wake up, um, what time I wake up at in the morning and it, uh, it, it turns the heat on about 30 minutes before that, uh, which is great. Um, the next thing is, is, is blackout curtains. Um, so this is kind of like one of those, do we really need it kind of things? Um, but it does help if you, like, I live on a busy street and people are driving up and down all the time. It does help if like you have, um, uh, you know, lots of light that is coming through at all hours of the day um, to, to kind of keep that light out, keep that room uh, nice and dark. Um, you know, there's, there's three things that we want to make sure of that we have uh, to kind of like set a room up for success. Um, and that's uh, temperature, that is uh, light control, and I forget what the last one is. Um, so it's, it's temperature, light control, and the last one is um, nice and quiet, right? And so that'll actually touch us into the, the last thing that I have on here, um, which is a white noise machine. Um, now, white noise can be anything from like a dryer running or a fan running to an actual like you know, white noise machine or a white noise um, uh, app, which is what I have. I have a, an app that says, um, you, you know, I, I'm able to turn it on for, for white noise when I want to go to sleep. Um, and that ambient noise uh, kind of, once again, helps like downregulate and, and create a, a space that, you know, your body's like, okay, I'm safe here because it's nice and quiet or whatever. Um, so, you know, those are some of the things that I suggest from a room setup standpoint. Um, no TV in the bedroom. Uh, make sure your temperature is, is cooler to the point that you wouldn't want to sleep without covers on. Um, blackout curtains to keep out ambient light. And finally, the, uh, the white noise machine to keep out um, ambient sound uh, and keep things like kind of level throughout the the, the night of sleeping. <clears throat> there are two items that I want to touch on um, that, you know, they're, they're like a little bit more on the extreme side of sleep. Um, but anecdotally, personally, as well as through 
um, like published research uh, in sports, uh, sports medicine, sports psychology, uh, sports performance. Um, the first one is, is cold exposure uh, for up to three minutes before bed. Um, and that's within like 30 minutes before bedtime, three minutes of cold exposure up to 30 minutes before bedtime. Um, and the other one is use of a weighted blanket, um, or something heavier that's sitting on top of you. Um, cold exposure is just what it sounds like. Um, there's a lot of research that shows that if you are able to expose yourself to, you know, 60 degree temps, uh, through water before you go to bed, um, the quality of your sleep improves. Um, so we've done challenges before with collective health where I've challenged people to spend a week doing cold showers, um, and introducing that concept to, um, kind of like their regimen. Um, and what this does is it allows people to have, uh, and it doesn't have to be like, only cold therapy, right? So if you're in a shower before you go to bed, do your shower stuff. And then right before you get out, lower the temperature a little bit so that it like, it's something you can, you can bear, but it's uncomfortable if that makes sense. Um, and keep it there for one minute to 90 seconds and then turn it back up so that it's a little bit warmer and then do it again. One more cycle that one minute to 90 seconds. Um, and then turn it back up and then get out of the shower and then you're, you're done with that. If you're able to sustain it, doing cold therapy for three minutes to five minutes, um, it, 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 once again, it just increases your, um, the quality of your sleep, um, by helping to thermoregulate, um, your body and, and bring your, your body temperature down to a point that it is, um, like ready for sleep and it helps with down regulation. Uh, the weighted blanket, there's something to be said for uh, having something that's a little bit heavier sitting on top of us that has some resistance to it um, as far as increasing the quality of our sleep. Um, you know, my whole family sleeps with a weighted blanket um, and not a single weighted blanket, we all have weighted blankets. Um, and, you know, I, I think my kids sleep pretty well. Um, I know that I sleep pretty well just through the data that I have on this thing um, most of the time. And, and if I don't sleep well, I kind of know why. Um, so those are some of the suggestions I have. <clears throat> I know a lot of people out there listening uh, potentially do shift work, meaning they're working third shift or swing shift overnight. Um, a good suggestion for that is it's within two hours of your shift, if you're able to take a 20 to 40 minute nap. Um, you know, that helps to kind of like stave off that tiredness throughout the night. And it also helps to regulate your body to a circadian rhythm that is somewhat appropriate. Um, having work shift work before, uh, I was in the Navy and I worked overnights, uh, on the ship when I was on deployment. Um, and that was, and before we took off for deployment, um, I was working overnights. That was some challenging times. Um, my body was like, what is going on here? Um, so I empathize with everybody that works, uh, shift work, but being able to take that 20 to 40 minute nap within two hours of your shift definitely helps to stave off some of that tiredness. <clears throat> so 
Um, those are just some of the suggestions I have. Once again, these are all things that, that you know, if they sound good to you, give them a whirl. Um, but, you know, every human is different. Uh, we all have our different um, kind of like quirks as it relates to sleep and diet, nutrition and exercise, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, so it's, it's this lifelong exploration process. Um, obviously, if you guys have any questions, uh, please feel free to reach out. My email's in the show notes. Cat's email's in the show notes. Um, the TDE is in the show notes. And we'll go from there. Have a great week, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks a lot for listening. We appreciate your support. Please consider subscribing to the podcast and giving us a five-star rating. If you'd like to leave direct feedback, leave us a comment on our YouTube channel, Collective Health and Wellness Corporate. Wishing you all the best this week, and we'll talk to you next time.